This is Emmanuel, God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Many years ago, there was a song about bones in a dry valley. Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones. That song is taken from Ezekiel chapter 37, where the prophet Ezekiel sees a valley of dry bones, and he is asked, can these bones live? The answer is yes. In Christ, dry bones live again. For Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Let us pray. Gracious Lord Jesus, we praise you for your victory over death and the grave. You promise to us that you are preparing a place for us and that you will come to take us to be with you. Lift up our eyes, Lord, to that great promise of the resurrection of our bodies from the dryness of death. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The readings for the second Sunday of Easter. Our Old Testament reading is written in Ezekiel chapter 37. This passage is also the basis for the message today. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a sound, and behold a rattling, and the bones came together bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, 
and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord, when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in 1 John, the fifth chapter. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, that he has borne concerning his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name.
This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I invite the children to come forward for a message for them. Good morning, children. Thank you for being here with us this morning. Normally you're seated here as we share together a message from God's Word for us. Today you're watching from home. I pray that you are well. Today I wanted to tell you a story about a little boy. It happened a number of years ago. The little boy and his family were on vacation. And while they were on vacation, he had the chance to meet the star quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And he was so excited that he had met the quarterback. And when he got home, he told all of his friends in the neighborhood that he had met the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And none of his friends would believe him. They wouldn't believe him until he got his dad's cell phone and his dad had taken a picture of him with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And so he took out his phone and he showed his phone to his friends and there they saw his picture, the picture of him standing with the quarterback. Then his friends believed what he said. In the gospel lesson for today, it's Easter evening, and the disciples are hiding behind locked doors. Thomas, one of the disciples, isn't there. But Jesus comes and he is with the disciples, and they see him. And Jesus leaves, and when Thomas comes back, the disciples say, We've seen Jesus! And Thomas says, I don't believe you. He wouldn't believe what the other disciples said. And Thomas said to them, Unless I put my fingers in the nail marks, unless I put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Kind of like the little boy's friends, who wouldn't believe that he had been with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, a week later, the disciples are together again. They're behind locked doors. Thomas is with them, and Jesus is there. And he says to Thomas, See my hands, see my side. It is I, Thomas. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas sees, and Thomas believes. He believes that Jesus is alive and he is raised from the dead. In the Bible, the disciples tell you and me that Jesus is alive, that he is raised from the dead. But we can't see Jesus, can we? And yet we believe. We believe that Jesus is alive because the disciples have told us in God's word. God's word tells us that Jesus is risen from the dead. And we believe. We believe without seeing. We believe because in baptism, the Holy Spirit gives you and me saving faith in Jesus. We believe that Jesus is alive. And we believe that Jesus will raise us from the dead 
on the last day. He will give to you and me everlasting life. And so we say in the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. We believe, like Thomas, like the other disciples, that Jesus is our Lord. Jesus is our God, our Savior, and he loves you and me. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for conquering death and the grave for us. We rejoice and we believe that you will raise us from the dead on the last day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being here today. The Lord be with you. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Our Lord Jesus has conquered death and the grave for you and me. Our text today is written in our Old Testament reading in Ezekiel chapter 37. We focus our attention especially on these words. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you alone know. These are the words of our text. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we pray that the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts would be holy and acceptable in your sight. In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord, Amen. Death and resurrection. This is the heart of Lent, Holy Week, and Easter. We focus our attention upon Jesus' journey to Calvary. We consider how Jesus carried all of our sin so that our sin is forgiven. We remember his death and how Jesus took the wages of sin for us. We rejoice in his Easter victory. His tomb is empty. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And now we have a living hope in a living Savior. He will raise us from the dead and give to you and me everlasting life. Death and resurrection. These words describe the situation of our nation. The coronavirus has brought illness and physical death across our country. It has put the brakes on the economy of our nation. And now we face the challenge of resurrecting our businesses, our schools, 
and our industry. Can it be done? Is it possible for our nation to rise from the ashes of the coronavirus? This is always the question following death, isn't it? Will there be a resurrection? Will there be a resurrection of our economy? After we have died, will our bodies truly rise from the dead to life everlasting? In our Old Testament reading today, Ezekiel is surrounded by death. He describes it this way, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And then the Lord asks Ezekiel the big question. Can these bones live? That's a question people ask, isn't it? At a funeral, at a grave, people ask, can these bones live? And people will try to answer that question. People will talk about how good, how kind, how loving, how helpful the dead person was. And suddenly it, it seems like they become a defense attorney for the deceased. And they start pleading the case of the one who has died. You know how it goes, don't you? Someone gets up at a funeral and they start talking about the person who has died. Old Joe, old Joe did this, old Joe did that. He was a great husband. He was a faithful member of the church. He was active in the community. If anyone would give you the shirt off of their back, it would be old Joe. And if anyone would get into heaven, it would certainly be old Joe. And they make the case why old Joe's bones should live again. Old Joe should be in heaven because he was a good guy. But what's interesting in the text is that Ezekiel doesn't do that. When he is asked by the Lord, can these dry bones live? Ezekiel gives no defense for the dry bones. Ezekiel simply says this, O Lord God, you alone know. Ezekiel knows something we don't know. Ezekiel knows the whole story of what's happening in the valley of dry bones. He knows that the dry bones in that valley are the people of Israel and their bones are scattered all over the floor of that valley because of their sins. They have come under the judgment of God. The Lord tells Ezekiel, These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. 
Ezekiel doesn't plead the case of the people of Israel. He doesn't try to justify them before God. He looks to God for the answer whether their dry bones will live again or not. He trusts in God, not in Israel's deeds. There's a Bible passage in the book of Proverbs. It goes this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Ezekiel doesn't offer an answer to the question about dry bones living. He isn't going to offer a defense or a justification of the people before God. He is not going to lean on his own understanding and try to answer the question, can these dry bones live? Instead, Ezekiel is going to trust in the Lord to answer the question. And then Ezekiel will believe what the Lord says about Israel's dry bones coming back to life. This is the same way that we should think about death and resurrection. When we stand at the grave and the question comes to you and me, can these dry bones live? Will my loved one, will my friend rise from the dead? We should not try to answer that question from our own understanding or on the basis of how they lived their life. We should not try to plead their case before God. Instead, we should look to the Lord. We should look to his word. We should look at what Jesus says. We should trust in what Jesus did. When the question is asked, can these dry bones live? Like Ezekiel, we should look to Jesus and say, O Lord, you alone know the answer. When the question is about death and resurrection, we should trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean upon our own understanding. And what does the Lord say? Can these dry bones live? Jesus says, yes, yes they can. And he tells us why they will live. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. This is the Easter good news. Dead people rise from the dead because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Sinners rise from the dead because Jesus died in their place. He shed his blood and it covers all of their sin. His sacrifice reconciles God and sinners. His resurrection guarantees that dry bones will rise from the dead. Dry bones do not live because of who they were or what they did. Dry bones live because Jesus redeemed them and he raises them from the dead. In our text, 
It is God who brings life to the valley of dry bones. Ezekiel writes it this way. Then the Lord said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. As I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together. Remember the old song, Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones? It went this way. Toe bone connected to the foot bone. Foot bone connected to the heel bone. Heel bone connected to the ankle bone. Ankle bone connected to the shin bone. Shin bone connected to the knee bone. Knee bone connected to the thigh bone. Thigh bone connected to the hip bone. Hip bone connected to the backbone. Backbone connected to the shoulder bone. Shoulder bone connected to the neck bone. Neck bone connected to the head bone. Now, hear the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. This is the promise of Easter. And this is the Old Testament's way of telling you what Jesus tells you. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Will you rise from the dead on the last day? Will you enter into God's new Jerusalem? Will your dead and dry bones rise from the dead to everlasting life? Can your dry bones live again? Jesus says to you, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and I raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. Will your dry bones live? Yes, they will live. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. We continue with the words of the offertory written in Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amen. You are listening to Emmanuel, God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.